Good evening, and welcome to Wednesday Night Bible Study at Brighter Side Church. I am lead pastor and founder, Pastor Austin. I hope you're having a wonderful Wednesday. It is officially November, so I want to say good evening and happy November. And welcome to our Bible study for the wonderful night of Wednesday, November 1st. Now, tonight we are going to focus on Mark 3, and this talks a lot about something very important. I don't want to share it because it would be too fast of a summary, and people will be running out of here. And I want you all to stay to really take in what is in this um, chapter, Mark 3. So we're going to get to that in a minute. But before we do, I want to bring us all together to pray, and then we're going to head out for a worship song. Come on back, and we will read Mark 3 and study it, take a look at it, and get a better understanding of Mark 3. And then we'll go ahead and dismiss with one more song. Before we do get ready to come into prayer, I do want to share your ways that you can give a tithe and an offering to help fulfill God's promise and to help support the ministry here at Brighter Side Church. We are on the brighter side because we are on God's side, and we do what we do thanks to your offerings and the fundamental tithes. So the way that you're going to give those tithes and those offerings is in many different ways. If you're listening on our podcast or our YouTube channel, either one, in the description box of one of our videos or on our podcast description box, you will find that it labels out some information about our church. Then it gives you a website which you can go to. That website is https colon slash slash austinluxurylife12.wixsite.com slash brightersidechurch. People have asked why it gave me luxury life. Well, I guess it gave me that because my one email has that. It was just something that I thought of in a quick second. But it fits for this because God gives us all the luxury in life. And he has given me so much, not physical luxury, but so much mental and heavenly luxury. I am so thankful for everything God has done for me throughout the past year or so that we've been doing Brighter Side Church. Actually, it will be two years this upcoming April. I'm so happy with what we've done with this church. I'm so beyond happy with what has changed in my life, what God has given me, what God has done for me, what God has answered for me. I am so thankful for that. So thankful for my life. And I only have one person to thank for that and that's Jesus because if it wouldn't be for Jesus and it wouldn't be for God's mercy I would be dead my past is not good I just want to say that out here you may have a bad past but I am feeling the Holy Spirit telling coming through me tonight to tell you That even though you may feel lost right now, God is telling you that he is here. He is is wanting to bring you back to Christ. God wants you. He loves you so much. 
But continuing on the ways to give, on that website, you will find three quick action buttons labeled Tithe and Offering Venmo, Tithe and Offering PayPal, and Tithe and Offering Cash App. You can click on one of those and follow the instructions on how to give through those three services. If you would rather give securely through your debit or credit card or your bank account, you can also email that email address in the box, which is PastorAustinBSC at gmail.com. Again, that's PastorAustinBSC at gmail.com. You can also call our all-new phone hotline. If someone's not available to take your call at the time, you can shoot a text message with your debit or credit card number, and that is secure through SMS. Or leave a voicemail in our confidential voicemail box. No one else can access that voicemail box but me and me only. If either one of those ways don't work out for you, you can write out a check to our check manager. His name is Charles Lynch, C-H-A-R-L-E-S, last name L-Y-N-C-H, linked in the description box below. Email or text a picture of your filled out and signed check to Pastor Austin, BSC at gmail.com or that phone hotline at 814-429-3790. Again, that phone hotline is 814-429-3790. Now, with that being said, on this wonderful Wednesday, let's jump out to a worship song. We'll come back together, come in for a prayer, and then jump out to Mark 3. We'll be right back.
and we're back. Let's go ahead and take some time to pray. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we believe and trust your word. We want to grow in you more each day and to understand your promises for us. We commit our time together to you and ask that you heal and restore us as we dive into your word. We want a deeper faith. We want to meet with you and know you better. So today we say yes to what you want to show us as we read the scripture. Amen. Jesus, thank you for placing friends in our lives to love us and intercede on our behalf. Help us to have wonderful faith and to act on our faith to love and help others. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So, we are going to go ahead and get into our Bible study, Mark 3. On your screen now, you will find Mark 3 in the Bible. I have a picture on your screen. That's how you'll join and read me today. If you did bring your Bibles along, read me, read with me today. If you did happen to bring your own Bibles, that's even better. Open them up. Now, the Bible I am reading from tonight that I feel is one of the best Bibles to read from for easy understanding, that's why I chose this one, is the Living Bible. So, this is the Living Bible. Out of any of my Bibles that I've read, the New International Version, the Passion Translation, the King James Version, um, the Living Bible, this one comes second on my list. My other one, I think, is called... I forget what exactly it's called, but it's out in my recliner chair And that one's really, really, really easy to understand. But this one, I would say, comes next. And we use this one mostly all the time for Brighter Side Church um, studies. So we're going to focus on Mark 3. Again, Mark 3 is on your screen. Um, Let's go ahead and begin reading. Mark 3. While in the Capernaum, while in Capernaum, Jesus went over to the synagogue again. And noticed a man there with a deformed hand. Since it was the Sabbath, Jesus' enema enemies watched him closely. Would he heal the man's hand? If he did, they planned to arrest him. Jesus asked the man to come and stand in front of the congregation. Then, turning to his enemies, he asked, Is it all right to do kind deeds on Sabbath days? Or is this a day for doing harm? Is it a day to save lives or to destroy them? But they wouldn't answer him. Looking around at them angrily, for he was deeply disturbed by their indifference to human need, he said to the man, Reach out your hand. He did, and instantly his hand was healed. At once the Pharisees went away and met with the Herodians to discuss plans for killing Jesus. Meanwhile, Jesus and his disciples withdrew to the beach, followed by a huge crowd from all over Galilee, Judea, Jerusalem, Ijuma, from beyond the Jordan River, and even from as far away as Tyre and Sidon. 
For the news about his miracles had spread far and wide, and vast numbers came to see him for themselves. He instructed his disciples to bring around a boat and to have it standing, ready to rescue him in case he was crowded off the beach. Go ahead and flip the page. For there had been many healings that day, and as a result, great numbers of sick people were crowding around him, trying to touch him. And whenever those possessed by demons caught sight of him, they would fall down before him, shrieking, You are the Son of God! But he strictly warned them not to make him known. Afterwards, he went up to the hills and summoned certain ones he chose, inviting them to come and join him there, and they did. Then he selected twelve of them to be his regular companions and to go out to preach and to cast out demons. These are the names of the twelve he chose, Simon, which he renamed Peter, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, but Jesus called them sons of thunder, Andrew, Philip, Barth, Bartholomew, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, Alphaeus, I'm sorry, I, I, I butcher these names, I apologize, um, Theodos, Simon, a member of a political party advocating violent overthrow for the Roman government, Judas Iscariot, who later betrayed him. When we returned to the house where he was staying, the crowds began to gather again, and soon it was so full of visitors that he couldn't even find time to eat. When his friends heard what was happening, they came to try to take, try to take him home with them. He's out of his mind, they said. But the Jewish teachers of religion, who had arrived from Jerusalem, said, His trouble is, what, is that he's possessed by Satan, king of demons. That's why demons obey him. Jesus summoned these men and asked him, using proverbs they can all understood. He asked, How can Satan cast out Satan? A kingdom divided against itself will collapse. A home filled with strife and division destroys itself. And if Satan is fighting against himself, how can he accomplish anything? He would never survive. Satan must be bound before his demons are cast out. Just as a strong man must be tied up before his house can be ransacked and his property robbed, I solemnly declare that any sin of man can be forgiven, even blasphemy against me. But blasphemy against the Holy Spirit can never be forgiven. It is eternal sin. He told them this is because they were saying he did his miracles by Satan's power instead of acknowledging it was by the Holy Spirit's power. Now his, mother's, his mother and brothers are, arrived at the crowded house where he was teaching, and they sent word for him to come out and talk with them. Your mother and brothers are outside and want to see you, he was told. He replied, Who is my mother? Who are my brothers? Looking at those around him, he said, These are my mother and brothers. Anyone who does God's will is my brother and my sister and my mother. 
we're going to stop there. We're not going to continue into Mark 4. So Mark 3, what are we looking at throughout Mark 3? What is, what is the meaning of Mark 3? So these people are thinking what they want to think about Jesus. That supposedly they're saying that he is Satan trying to get rid of Satan. He is a demon. He's not blessed by the Holy Spirit. He is filled with the demon. That's what Mark 3 is stating. Well, not Mark 3, but the people in Mark 3. What this is trying to point out to us is that it shows how taking Jesus at his word leads to truth while interpreting his words and actions through our own pride and prejudice leads us to destruction. It doesn't matter what anyone thinks about Jesus. It's not important. So you can take a paper clip and you can shut your mouth. It doesn't matter what anyone thinks about Jesus because all we have to do is just look right here in the book of God and it will give us all the information, all the truth, all the worthiness, all the holiness, all of everything everything about our Lord Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. The true facts about Jesus is that he was brought here to earth only for a few different, for, for two things. One big thing, but it kind of subs into something else. It's sad to say that it was like Jesus was used. He was brought here just to get rid of the devil. That was his only works. And to help sinners, just like a sub from that, help sinners, bring them back to God and to die on the cross just to give us salvation. Can you imagine? And I just want you guys to think. Now, I'm sure Jesus did not think this way because he had an he had an okay life. It wasn't like he suffered all his life. He had really good moments, and he was a healer and a miracle worker and a promise keeper and light in the darkness. Jesus is amazing. But can you imagine you're born, and when you get to 13 years old, as soon as you turn a teenager, three days after your birthday, your parents sit you down at the dining room table, and they tell you, hey there, son, hey there, daughter, um... We want to let you know that you were only born because our because our daughter is making a lot of mistakes. So you have to die for her. Or she has cancer, so we're going to take all of your body parts to try to save her. I don't know how to... Whatever. For some reason, your parents have only born you just to kill you. Could you imagine how you might feel? Imagine that feeling of knowing my life is nothing. I was just brought here to be dead, to be killed. Now, to me, I know God, and so did Jesus, and so do many of you in our audience. So to me, it would be like, you know, back then I would have freaked out. But now if somebody would tell me, I need you to help someone. I would still have a really hard time doing what Jesus did. 
That's why he wasn't basically given an option to do it. Because he would have said no. Anyone would have said no. But after Jesus figured out kind of what was going on and he rose, he talked about this. And he kind of understood, but it was still the scaredness of dying and all the pain, all the misery. If somebody could have gave Jesus a, a punch of some drug that would not have made him feel anything, it would have made him go numb, maybe it wouldn't have been so bad. I want every single one of you out there to think about what Jesus went through. If you haven't heard of the story, look up a movie. I watched a pretty good one called The Passion of the Christ. It was a good one. But there's many new other ones out there. Or just read your Bible and it will talk about it. He was whipped and beaten with whips, with big punch holes, and ripped flesh, chunks of flesh, off of his body. Before then, he was made to carry his own cross way up the mountain where then it was put in the ground, and then he was nailed through his bone, muscle, and flesh on the cross. Just for you, and you, and you, and you, and me. For everybody in this room. He died for everyone. I'm going to say that explicitly. He died for Republicans, Democrats, Blacks, whites, rednecks, city folk. I don't care who you want to consider yourself. He died for the sinners. We've now became clean through his flesh and blood. We have become clean. So I want to bring you in for a quick invitation to come back to Christ today. That's what Mark 3 is trying to point out though is that no matter what, no matter what we think about Jesus, that is the honest truth and that we shouldn't let our thoughts, and that doesn't even work just for Jesus, but it works for everybody. We shouldn't let our thoughts and our prejudice and our pride take everything over. We don't know the truth about anybody. That's the true theme, the true lesson from Mark 3. Let's come together for our invitation. Anybody who is needing Christ, anybody who is needing redemption, anyone who wants to receive him as their Lord and their Savior, I want you to come, come, come to step up, come to your TV, come closer, come raise up your hands wherever you are and accept this invitation. Let's pray. Repeat after me. God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, please come back into my heart and forgive all my sins. I have disobeyed your word and commandments. I ask that you would please forgive me and cleanse me as white and as fresh as snow. I ask that you would write my name into the Lamb's book of life. From this day forward, I will follow my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because I truly believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins and paid the price for me. 
And I believe that he rose again on the third day. And now he reigns forever. Thank you for your gift, Jesus, and your wonderful mercy, God. Amen. Welcome in. You have now been forgiven and cleansed and wiped away. God has now forgiven you and forgotten. Put it all behind. Because you are born again. You are fresh out of the holy womb of God. Welcome to your new life. Walk in a path of righteousness with God. I want to say thank you to everybody who stayed in and who came through and uh, got something out of our Bible study tonight through Mark 3. I hope you all had a wonderful night. Again, thank you for attending Brighter Side Church. If you still want to give that tithe, that offering, the options are still available. You're more than welcome to give that at any time. And with that being said, I hope you all have a wonderful and phenomenal rest of your day. And I will see you all in our next worship session. May God bless you and I will see you on Sunday. Presence, sweet forgiveness in your presence.